Hello, I'm Chris, and this is Royalty Free Audiobooks, where I read classic books in the public domain to you. I'm so glad you're here. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Welcome to this fourth episode of Royalty Free Audiobooks and the fourth chapter of Dante's Divine Comedy. I've said before at the beginning of my other episodes that I am not a professional audiobook reader. Um, I am probably going to have trouble with some words here and there. I might stumble, uh, but I hope you enjoy the reading anyway. There are definitely some names in this chapter that I'm probably going to have some trouble with. Um, and I also want to invite you to check out the episode notes below. Where you'll see a link where you can download this book this ebook in the public domain for free, and uh, maybe you can read along with me as I read to you. Well, without any further delay, on to Canto 4 of Dante's Divine Comedy. Inferno, Canto 4, the first circle, limbo, or the borderland of the unbaptized. The four poets, Homer, Horace, Ovid, and Lucian, the noble castle of philosophy. Broke the deep lethargy within my head, a heavy thunder, so that I upstarted, like a person who by force is wakened, and round about I moved my rested eyes, uprisen erect, and steadfastly I gazed, to recognize the place wherein I was. True is it that upon the verge I found me of the abysmal valley of Dolores, that gathers thunder of infinite ululations. Obscure, profound it was, and nebulous, so that by fixing on its depths my sight, nothing whatever I discern therein. Let us descend now into the blind world, began the poet, pallid utterly. I will be first, and thou shalt be second. And so I, who of his color was aware, said, how shall I come if thou art afraid, who art wont to be my comfort to my fears? And he to me, the anguish of the people who are below here, in my face depicts that pity which for terror thou hast taken. Let us go on, for the long way impels us. Thus he went in, and thus he made me enter, the foremost circle that surrounds the abyss. There, in so far as I had power to hear, were lamentations none, but only sighs, that tremulous made the everlasting air. And this arose from sorrow without torment, which the crowds had that many were and great, of infants and of women and of men. To me the master good. Thou dost not ask what spirits these which thou beholdest are? Now will I have thee know, ere thou go farther, that they sinned not, and if they merit had, tis not enough, because they had not baptism, which is the portal of the faith thou holdest. And if they were before Christianity, in the right manner they adored not God. And among such as these am I myself. For such defects, and not for other guilt, lost are we, and are only so far punished, that without hope we live on in desire. Great grief seized upon my heart when this I heard, 
because some people of much worthiness I knew, who in that limbo were suspended. Tell me, my master, tell me, my lord, began I, with desire of being certain, of faith that which overcometh every error. Came any one by his own merit hence, or by another's who was blessed thereafter? And he who understood my covert speech replied, I was a novice in this state when I saw hither come a mighty one, with sign of victory incarnate. Hence he drew forth the shade of the first parent, and that of his son Abel, and of Noah, of Moses the lawgiver, and the obedient Abraham, patriarch, and David, king, Israel with his father and his children, and Rachel, for whose sake he did so much, and others many, and he made them blessed. And now must know that earlier than these never were any human spirits saved. We ceased not to advance because he spake, but still were passing onward through the forest, the forest, say I, of thick crowded ghosts, not very far as yet our way had gone, this side the summit when I saw a fire that overcame a hemisphere of darkness. We were a little distant from it still, but not so far that I in part discerned not that honorable people held that place. O thou who honorest every art and science, who may these be which such great honor have that from the fashion of the rest of it parts them? And he to me, the honorable name, that sound of them above there in thy life, wins grace in heaven that so advances them. In the meantime, a voice was heard by me. All honor be to the preeminent poet. His shade returns again that was departed. After the voice had ceased and quiet was, four mighty shades I saw approaching us. Semblous had they nor sorrowful nor glad. To say to me began my gracious master, him with that falchion in his hand behold, who comes before thee, even as their lord. That one is Homer, poet sovereign. He who comes next is Horus, the satirist. The third is Ovid, and the last is Lucian. Because to each of these with me applies the name that solitary voice proclaimed, they do me honor, and in that do well. Thus I beheld assembled the fair school of that lord of the song preeminent, who o'er the others like an eagle soars. When they together had discoursed somewhat, they turned to me with signs of salutation, and on beholding this my master smiled. And more of honor still, much more they did me, in that they made me one of their own band, so that the sixth was I mid so much wit. Thus we went on as far as to the light, Things saying tis become to keep silent, as was the saying of them where I was. We came unto a noble castle's foot, seven times encompassed with lofty walls, defended round by fair rivulet. This we passed over, even as firm ground. Through portals seven I entered with these sages. We came into a meadow of fresh verdure. People were there with solemn eyes and slow of great authority in their countenance. They spake but seldom, and with gentle voices. Thus we withdrew ourselves upon one side, 
into an opening luminous and lofty, so that they, all of them, were visible. There opposite, upon the green enamel, were pointed out to me the mighty spirits, whom, to have seen, I feel myself exalted. I saw Electra with companions many, amongst whom I knew both Hector and Aeneas, Caesar in armor with gray falcon eyes. I saw Camilla and Penthesilea on the other side, and saw the king Leonidas, who with Lavinia his daughter sat. I saw that Brutus, who drove Tarquinus forth, Lucereta, Julia, Marcia, and Cornelia, and saw alone apart the Saladin. When I had lifted up my brows a little, the master I beheld of those who know sit with his philosophic family. All gaze upon him, and all do him honor. There I beheld both Socrates and Plato, who nearer him before the others stand. Democritus, who put the word on chance, Diogenes, Anazorgus, and Thales, Zeno, Empedocles, and Heraclitus, of qualities I saw the good collector, high diacycrides, and Ophius saw I, Tully and Livy, and moral Seneca, elucid geometrician, and Ptolemy, Galen, Hippocrates, and Avicenna, Averroes, who the great comment made, I cannot all of them portray in full, because so drives me onward the long theme, that many times the word comes short of fact. The sixfold company in two divides, another way my sapient guide conducts me, forth from the quiet to the air that trembles, and to a place I come where nothing shines. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Royalty Free Audiobooks. I hope you enjoyed the reading, and I hope to see you again next time.